Kansas City fans for Kansas City fans. My name is Armando, aka Hot Take Mondo, and I'm joined by my friend Reese, aka the Reese Incarnate Bach Lesnar. And today we have a special, special guest on the podcast. We're going to divert from talking about Chiefs and we're going to talk about Sunflower State FC. We have a returning guest with us, Sal Sesti. That's right. It's like Zesty, but with an S in the beginning. So we got Sal Sesti. Sal is the director of marketing and vice president of Sunflower State FC. Sunflower State FC is a semi-pro soccer team based in Overland Park that competes in the NPSL, which is the National Premier Soccer League, as a member of the Heartland Conference and also in the Major Arena Soccer League 3 as a member of the Midwest Division. So Sal is back. For those of you that are new to the podcast, please go back to our podcast in December of 2021, where we interviewed Sal, we interviewed the president, Joey, and we also interviewed Nick, who uh, Nick's the coach, Nick's head coach and player. Um, and we had a great time on that podcast, a lot of fun. Uh, so please revisit that podcast. Um, again, it's around like December 2021. But Sal, welcome back. How's it going, man? What's going on? It's going. It's so good to see you guys again. It's so good to talk to you guys again. Yeah, man. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Yeah, I'll cheers that. So, so Sal, Sal, give us some, uh, give us a, just a brief history for those that are new to the podcast and maybe didn't hear that podcast in December. Who is Sunflower State FC, and what do you want them to know about you guys? So, Sunflower State FC is a semi-professional soccer team in Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, we were started by Joey Lipoff and Andrew Lintel and Nick McDonald. Uh, as, along with a few other people uh, as it was really just an indoor men's team that did really really well and they had aspirations to keep on going they were called queso blanco so white cheese <laughs> and uh, they changed that name for obvious reasons um, <laughs> but from that uh, sunflower state came to be and uh, we, we uh, most of us are from the state of Kansas we have a, a deep love for the 34th state excuse me and uh, we all played growing up. So, like, soccer is part of our identity. Um, so I played soccer at Rockhurst University with Nicholas McDonald and Joey Lipoff, um, along with Charles Salazar, who has since joined us and uh, is doing a lot for the team. He's doing a lot more on the finance side and everything else like that, much smarter than me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of us Rockhurst guys who, who just decided that we wanted to keep playing or keep part of the sport, and then so – excuse me oh man this is good this is good beer that's great man it's it's got a lot of carb carb on it huh three six from uh good news brewing company but we'll get into that later we'll get into a spoiler alert but so we started it uh we went on the podcast back in 2021 back then we were playing in i believe the upsl uh but we have since moved to the national premier soccer league which is the top division Amazing. of, of men's fourth division soccer wow uh nationwide so uh, it's a bit of a step up in competition. Um, so the men's team gets better and better each year. Um, you can see by just our player selection. And uh, I mean, Nick is no longer a player coach. He is full-time coach. Oh, promoted. All right. Good well, yeah, he got, he got promoted. And I mean, one of our, our main things was trying to find a, a striker to replace him. Cause to this day, Nick still has the most goals scored for Sunflower State FC. Oh, wow. Um, I think it's like 70 something, but that's, you know, some of the, some of these competitions were, 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 you know, not official. So I don't know if, so we, can buy, like if a, we can verify that yeah, some yeah. solid numbers there. Yeah. So Nick for as humble and as quiet 
as he is, he's you know he's he's done a lot for Sunflower. Mm-hmm. Um, but since then, uh, one of Nick's teammates for the Kansas City Comets, back when Nick was playing for the Comets, he, he retired this year. Uh, announced his retirement on a on another podcast, uh, the, the Blue Testament. Oh, he's a Blue Testament, uh, right? On. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Or that, I think that's a specific one. But Fad Bell from the Blue Testament, he announced. Yeah, his yeah. But yeah, Nick announced his retirement. Um, and then, uh, yeah, no, he's just doing full time coaching this year. He's got he's in charge of the youth development program for us with uh, Sunflower Youth. You know, little kids right now, but growing and. Uh, trying to get more coaches more players um but he's he's in charge of the npsl team um we've brought on some other coaches and it's it's been it's been good on the men's side so far we're in the middle of the table of the gateway conference this year which is not the heartland conference um no we're we're, so we're good but gateway conference so it's the st louis teams a couple of the iowa teams um and uh i think that's it yeah i'm pretty sure that's it um, so six teams in our conference and then six teams in the conference that we were in last year. And the winner of the gateway conference plays the second place team of the Heartland conference. Oh, I'm getting, all right. again, getting, getting into the weeds now. Hey, no, that's, that's great. We're getting right into it. That's awesome. Um, so why don't we, before we get too, too into the weeds, we gotta, we gotta crack open a beer. We gotta, we gotta get a little loose here so we can hear all the, the great content that, you know, blue Testament's not getting no other pods, not getting that the fountain city sports media only can get. So Sal, why don't you crack open that beer for us? And we are going to do a beer review. That's right. An exclusive beer, beer review with Sal Sesti, vice president and director of marketing for sunflower state FC. Sal, remind us again, what are you going to be reviewing for us today? So, uh, the six, three, six from good news brewing company in O'Fallon, Missouri. It is a IPA, but it's a lighter IPA. Um, it has uh, a lot of fruity notes into it. So it's not a sour, but, and it's not a wheat, but it is a, it's a very light IPA and I very much enjoy it. I'm on my fourth, first six, three, six. All right, <laughs> it's it, this is, this is going to be a great pod. Then I love that. All yeah, right, seriously. great. So for those, so for those of following at home, uh, we we rate our beers from zero to ten in several different categories. Zero being the worst of the category, ten being some of the best of the category. And we're just going to keep going as we go. So the first category, Sal, is going to be appearance. So I don't know if you're able to uh, put that in a glass or anything, or if you can't, that's okay because uh, we can we can kind of or you can kind of just bestly best describe what this local 636 looks like so i'm not gonna put it in the glass right now um but it it has a hazy appearance it's a lighter appearance um uh, like a lighter golden um has a light head not a heavy head but a light head and i mean it's just got the hazy look kind of like a uh a boulevard wheat except it looks lighter than that all right, so uh, com- compare that to some other IPAs that you've had. Um, you know, the best IPA being the 10, zero being, you know, I don't know, dog water. Uh, where where does this stack up with the IPAs that you've had appearance-wise? For me, appearance-wise, uh, there's some IPAs that have like a bigger head that looks like just a little bit more character. I would say the way that it, it, it's just a very unique look for this one. It's... Um, it's just a very unique look. Uh, so I will say 
for the unique uniqueness, unique New York. Uh, it goes yeah, down to eight point five. 8.5, right? Aiden, that's not too bad. All right, good. So we got 8.5 on appearance. Now let's go to, let's go to, uh, no, not flavor. Let's go to aroma. Give a nice smell of that 636 beer. Let us know what, what do you smell in there? Is it, is it smell piney? Does it smell sweet? Maybe you get some vanilla because if it's hazy, maybe you get, I don't know, some citrus. What do you smell? I, uh, no vanilla. It is hazy. It's, it's a hasty so yes the pine it's got a lot of it's got a lot of hops um, but fruity notes i don't i don't know exactly what they put into it but it's got a lot of fruity notes and it's, it's the lightest ipa i've, I've ever had um, Ooh. it but it's really really good it's such a lot of flavor yeah, I'm, I'm looking right now it's it's six percent so it's not one of those like imperial seven eight nine percent definitely seems crushable territory which we love here especially with our ipas um so so on that smell let us know what uh, what's the rating on that from zero to ten i, I have to give the, the smell a ten for me for me Whoa. this is this is, Ooh, wow. 10. this is 10 out of 10 this is my favorite smelling beer i've ever oh my goodness we we got exclusive content sal sesti coming in at a hot 10 on aroma that's great now and i gotta try it really it's it's really good it's really good guys like you i would suggest if you ever guys come out and visit me well, let's go get a six or six yeah let's um actually let's 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 break a little bit from the um from the uh, categories tell us about good news is this a brewery by you? i've never heard of good news so is this right by you or somewhere you go frequently it's it's a very close neighborhood beer to me uh, <laughs> cool but uh it started back i want to say 2017 so it's been around for a little bit but it's um starting in o'fallon missouri um so my grandparents once uh, lived out there i i go to church out oh, cool. there um and it's it's good news like you know like you know the gospel right oh, the good it news. started yeah so it, it started with um some uh parishioners of a church around here and they decided that the area needed a, a nice brewing company and they started it just out of you know love for beer and it's grown since then they've got like five locations around the st charles area wow that's awesome not messing hey, around monks, monks make some good beer and so do church parishioners so there you go shout out shout out to our church beers out there there's always some good ones <laughs> god bless god god bless all right great that's cool yeah so for those of you that are in kansas can they get that beer in kansas city do you know do they do distribution out in kc don't I don't know. Reese is on the ground. We got, uh, we got boots on the ground. I got my monitors. I'm, I'm, I'm cross-referencing. Ned! Ned. Reese is going to every Mike's uh, Mike's liquor store right now. Basically. <laughs> all right. All right as, as Reese goes to all the hundred liquor stores around Kansas City to find good news brewing. Uh, Sal, let's go to the next category. It's our favorite category. It's flavor. Take a sip of that and tell us what it, uh, not what it tastes like, but how good it tastes. Well, actually what it tastes like. Yeah. What notes do you get, right? So if you smell that fruitiness, do you taste that fruitiness? Do you taste that dankness that you got that pininess? <laughs> I, I would say the smell and the taste are just on par with each other. I, I the, and it's not just the the taste, but it's the texture as well. The way that it hits, it's just a little bit heavier than light beer. Now you mm. said it's six percent, but it's still crushable. It, it's just so one good. of those, just like it hits your it hits your mouth. You feel just like ah. <sighs> Yeah, I love that. I love right, that expression. Yeah, Hell yeah. It's a good descriptor. All right, so on flavor then, Sal, what is, uh what what uh rating do you give that out of ten? I mean if if I gave if I gave the smell a ten out of ten, 
I, I can't go below it. He's matching it. He's oh matching it. That's right. Breaking news, baby. Woo! So smell it for me. Smell and smell, smell and taste go hand in hand, right? Oh. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Well, because technically, t technically, if like, you know, we get a lot of our taste yeah. from our nose hairs, right? Isn't that right, Reese? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Cranial nerve too. Yeah, dude. Yeah, the science behind it. So like, if you have a sinus infection, you're screwed. Can't spell olfactory without FC. Let's go, soccer podcast. <laughs> but that, <laughs> hey, that's, that's Reese. That's Reese. Good. Uh, great. Um, now let's do mouthfeel. So, so you kind of told us it was a little heavy. Is there anything else about the texture of it? Is it light? Is it dark? Is it crispy? Is it not crispy? Um, I'm trying to think. Of, yeah, what do you think? It, it, it's light, again. Uh, I would say it's crispy. Um, like I said, the texture, it, it, it just it gives you that <sighs> feeling. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it just feels it feels it feels more light, but there's also some some suds. Even though it's a, a lighter head, it, mm -hmm. I feel like the, it it tastes it or the texture and the taste it, it it feels like it's a heavier head, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, especially with an IPA, it will feel a little heavier for sure. Um, all right, so we got uh, we got a, an eight point five, a ten, and a ten. What do we got on the rating for mouthfeel? Uh, I'm biased. I, uh, I'm starting to feel guilty. Go for it. No, no, no. Don't apologize. No, when, <laughs> go for it. I, I knew I was coming on, so I was going to, you know, choose my favorite beer. Yeah, <laughs> um, so I was excited. Uh, so, yeah, no, mouthfeel. I'll give it a nine. I'll give it a nine. Okay. I'll give okay. it a nine. You're, you're, you're giving it a nine, but I know your heart is giving it a 10. So we're going to mark a 10 on there. We got oh, 8.5, 10, 10, and 10. Three and we're also going to tag good good news in here so good news can hear the good news that Sal's giving us on this good news beer. I mean, whenever I whenever I um, am reviewing a beer like that's near and dear to my heart, I'm, I'm doing 10s across the board. So don't don't even apologize, man. Like any any Wellworks beer, any like other half beer, I'm, a, I'm going straight out 10s. Um, all right, let's keep going though. Uh, let's see what else do we have. We've we've changed it a little bit. We're not doing after, so let's do. Okay, I think we're at our last category actually. Um, our last category is Stonk's drinkability quotient. So yeah, Sal, let, let, let me let me explain this a little bit. So Stonk's drinkability is how awesome is this beer? And not only the beer, but the brewery, the can art, how it makes you feel. I mean, we we already know this is near and dear to your heart. So tell us a little more about that. Tell us about the can art tell us about how how awesome overall i'm gonna get um, i will that's my critique i i was an artist i i you know technically sold a painting at one point in my life so um so the the, the can arts it, it needs to be better right uh, i will say short leaf out here in town has great can art uh some of the other smaller breweries here in o'fallon great can art come on good news you need to step that up uh but the the stocks the stonks are high. The stonks are, are very high. I would say the stonks are at a nine. Ooh. All right. Stonks drinkability quotient at nine for good news brewing. And what is this called again? Uh, 636. Local 636. Is that the area code? Yep. Uh -huh. So if I was to move out here, I would have a 636. 913 forever, baby. Let's go. Nice, mm -hmm. nice. Well, it's here. All right, all right, pretty solid stuff. Reese, have you heard of good news or um, or uh, Reese? Now that Reese did his research and went to all the Mike's locations, did you find good news in Kansas City? I got bad news. There's no good news here. Uh, uh, and uh, I I looked on Untapped and I, I went all the way to a hundred mile radius and I could not find any good news beer. 
100 miles within Kansas City. So I wonder if like Columbia is kind of like the gateway to Good News Beer. But I will find it. I mean, 200, 225 miles is not that short of a drive, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's low key. St. Louis is like low key far. Or the, sorry, the like that area is just like low key far away. You know, it's people keep forgetting. We need that light rail train. But yeah. hey, hey, Elon, come on, let's let's, let's set that up. <laughs> yeah, right. The the uh, bullet train. Sal, Sal, uh, I'm 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 looking behind you. Are, are there cops behind you? <laughs> oh no, it's the neighbors. It's just Butch and Polly. <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing like cool. I'm seeing I'm seeing some like blue and blue lights flashed. I'm like Sal, I think you got to run, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <Pretty> good. <laughs> All right, that well, that is going to uh, segue us out. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That, that's going to segue us out back to uh, talking about Sunflower State FC. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, for some content. And we're going to get into the weeds, the thick, and the good, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Found City. Or sorry, Sunflower State FC. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back from a great beer review from Sal Sesti, the vice president and director of marketing for Sunflower State FC. He reviewed, uh, I want to say 363, but I know that's wrong, 636 from Good News Brewing Company in O'Fallon, Missouri, which you can't get in Kansas City, so you're going to have to drive all the way, go to Good News, have a good beer, and then go hang out with Sal because he is good people. Nice. Um, And let's learn a little bit more about Sal. Sal, so you... You give us a little snippet of your life. You told us that you sold one piece of art. Tell us about your art journey because Reese and I, uh, both singers, we we both enjoy, uh, you know, the artist's life. So why don't you give us a little anecdote of Sal Sesti, the artist? Oh, Jesus. This is embarrassing. Um, and don't worry. If you go too long, I I will, like, like smoothly segue into Sunflower State. I, I, I'm going to keep this short. I, um... <laughs> loved art growing up. I, I always loved impressionists, so a lot of my art and painting goes after impressionists like Monet and Van Gogh. But my art is not Monet or Van Gogh. It's just a nice little Sal Sesti. Um, but <laughs> mostly, I, I sold paintings to friends or um, people who have heard, wanted something done. It's like, oh, hey, he can paint. That's awesome, man. So, so when you say you are not an impressionist, do you still try to like emulate that style? I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not a realist because I'm not good enough to be a realist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Impressionism is hard. But I would say my my stuff imitates impressionism, impressionism a little bit more than it so, does anything else. So, so you specialize in like landscapes then, or like rivers and things like of that sort some little some water lilies i mean nature's a part of it sure uh but just whatever uh, whether it be man-made or nature is just uh different different paintings have different aspects of both but mostly mostly that kind of stuff as opposed to people and portraits but there there are some portraits of people i guess of, of my stuff out there now i have to ask have so, you ever taken part in any graffiti or as it's colloquially known as street art nope Nope. Oh, that man. I can comment on. Dang. That I can comment on. Oh, okay, okay, uh, okay, good, good, yeah. You see, we're uh, a little in fact about Fountain City Sports Media is we are a, a culture of accountability, you know, so we uh, we appreciate you sticking to your guns here and uh, not incriminating yourself on live air. <laughs> nope. What? 
win. All right. So as as we try to not incriminate Sal, Sal, the floor is yours, and we're going to pivot over to Sunflower State FC. So Sal, it's been uh, almost two years since we've seen you. Um, so give us an update. So we we had you December 2021. After that, what tell us about the journey that you guys have had? We've seen you you've expanded. Um, I don't have you. I know you guys have always had the the women's league as well, but let us know kind of what you guys been up to. So, 2021, uh, we were really excited about starting the women's league. This year was our second year. Uh, oh, okay. The, so the women's team. Um, we're gosh, they're a great team. Um, coach Jose Ramos is is just a, a, a wonderful coach. We he. he has brought a group of girls that's mostly been like NAIA girls and has really competed against NCAA division one girls. And right now we've got uh, a two, three and one record, I think, um, which it should be a little bit better, but I'm not going to get into that. Our girls, you know, they're, they're going to make it up with the rest of the season. Um, but they, we've competed and even thrived against a lot of division one girls. I think we our only division one girl is Bella Leon. Um, and everyone else is NAIA or Division Two. Wow, that's impressive. So I got to ask, like, when, when you start when you start a women's uh, division the way you did, or not sorry, a division, but like a division of Sunflower State FC. Uh, where do you go about? Like, how do you go about acquiring talent and holding tryouts, and getting the word out, and all that? So each year, we we will always have a tryout for the men and for the women. Uh, we usually announce it on Twitter or social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook wherever we can um that like hey the tryouts are on this date if you want to try out there there's this certain amount of spots that are open um we will take whoever wants to come out we'll take two or three people four five six depending on what year it is and and how many people leave uh but the coaches are out there it's going to be nick jose and their assistants and and whoever aspiring coaches are out there um that they've decided to bring with them They'll evaluate some of the talent and be like, hey, uh, you're good enough for Sunflower. Um, thank you, everybody else, for coming. Uh, but it's a lot of local girls and a lot of people from out of state just trying to make it. Um, but Coach Jose, he coaches at uh, Mid-American Nazarene University and uh, assistant coach there. So a lot of the girls are from Mid-American Nazarene. And, and so they have familiarity with each other. But a lot of them are just recruited from word of mouth, just reaching out on social media uh and uh people that they've identified in the past like oh they could be a really good fit for uh, sunflower state wow so it's that and just a lot of word of mouth so that's really cool and one more question on the women's team like where did the desire come from to make a women's branch of sunflower state fc was that like an internal thing or were there enough people who are like yo we like what you're doing you should have a women's team and then you know just kind of like the tinder turns into a fire and next thing you know you got a women's club tinder turns into a fire and we we saw there was a need for it um, Kansas City, there's so many talented women in Kansas City uh, soccer, right? So, like, you have the Kansas City Courage, and then that was really it for a while. And I, I thought that Sunflower State could really use, use a women's team. People have pushed us to be like, hey, we could use a women's team. Mm-hmm. Sorry, there's a cat in the back. Um, uh, your cat or just some random cat? cat? That's a cop. <laughs> it's my cat. It's my cat. She's oh, okay, sorry. good. Um, I hope we can edit some of that out. Not a single um, You're good. Not, not a single sentence. All right. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> so for, for the, where was I with the, the women were like, uh, there, there's a big, 
big talent level of Kansas City soccer players, and we thought that we could get in on that, and I thought that we could offer something unique and, and, and important for a lot of these girls, and Coach Jose had a vision, and that's how we, we got a team. And I think he's really helped out a lot of these girls. Last year we were in the US, UWS Division Two, and this year we took that step up and uh, tried to play against some top competitions, WPSL. That's exciting stuff, man. Good for you. That's solid. All right. So you got great success on the women's team. Um, let us know about the um, the men's MASL3 roster as well. How's that going? So we took a year off recently. Um, we wanted to focus on outdoor uh, because we thought that, you know, with 2026 coming up, I think that, I mean, soccer as a whole is going to grow. Um, mm-hmm. But to be fair, a lot of us were a little bit burnt out in the winter. Um but we, we wanted to focus on the NPSL, N, NPSL and the WPSL, both summer leagues. They run from May to August. And we thought that was a little bit more manageable because for us, we all have full-time jobs. Yeah. And uh, we, I mean, we'd love to offer something year-round. Um, and as we continue to grow, I think we'll get there. And we'll, we have plans to go a lot higher than that as well. We just decided to go through the summer. Solid, solid. And then, um, all right, then uh, let's feature your men's NPSL team. The floor is yours. How's that going? So we have a very, very good – it's the best team that we've ever had. Wow. But, but, but results have been um, hard to come by. So our boogeyman, which is Des Moines United, got us in the UPSL. They got us – they got us in the UPSL. They got us in the MASL. Jeez. They got us uh, in the MPSL now, too. Uh, they, they got us in the first game, and it just it was a crisis of confidence. Uh, and we've been, you know, some players have been on trial in, in, in Europe. Some players have been trial here in the United States for professional teams. Huh. Um, so we've, we've been missing a few of our best players. Uh, and But we want them to do well. We really do. Uh, and, and we all always support. Our, our, our players who want to go above and beyond. Yeah. Um, but for the people who have stepped up, it's just been a hard time meshing with everybody. And we are like middle of the table this year so far. It with half a season to go. Oh, wow. What? To, and I'm, I'm curious, and this will boost kind of the prestige of Sunflower State. So you have people that are on trial um, for some professional leagues, international. What does what does on trial look like for a player? Are they out for a couple of weeks? They're trying out for a couple of days. What does it look like? So it's it's really up to the discretion of how much they they can go. So one of our players is in Reykjavik in Iceland, and uh, he's our captain, Caden McLagan. Um, but he is he's training with the first team. They have a few first team games right now. Uh, I think they're yeah they're in their their regular season um so he would practice with the team through you know like game prep and everything else like that and uh from then they just see how he'd fit through those practices set up like you know like a second team for football um trying to mimic like what the other team would do uh but then just see how he would mesh against their guys and if if it works out well and they like him they'd be like hey Caden." um come play with us. We we want you to continue on trial. We want you to uh, continue playing with us. We want to offer you something like a contract, Um, which would be fantastic, but also horrible because he's one of our (laughs) best players. (laughs) And we'd like for him to be back sooner rather than later. 
Absolutely. Well, Caden, we, we, we wish you the most success, but also if it doesn't happen, that's okay too, because you're with Sunflower State FC, baby. Let's go. Let's go, Sunnies. <laughs> Let's go, Sunnies. So you guys just had a, a match um, not too uh, last week. Is that right? When I was looking at your schedule? Yeah. So the men played against Etar, um, which is Belleville, which is right outside of St. Louis. It was a it was a rough game where we we had a lot of talent and um, we went up two to one and they ended up scoring one and uh two two until the 98th minute they got a red card we got a red card penalty in the box and they scored to take the win so that was that was very frustrating um but uh yeah that was that was for the men for the wpsl the women played against afc columbia uh and we had beaten columbia uh, earlier in the year um five nothing and then on the return leg we we ended up beating them again three nothing uh and that was this past saturday i believe well i, I mean i'm looking at the table here right now and i see you guys you know you're mentioning you're you're currently fifth correct yep i, I mean that's I know, right look at your goal differential technically it's like looking at that alone you guys would really like realistically be in third place in the gateway conference right now what do you attribute that to is it just like bad breaks like you said red cards at the end of the game coming inopportune times or do you think it's just a matter of time till think the pendulum swings the other way and suddenly you guys are winning all these close ones and making a run for the top of the table uh part of it's we've been on the road for most of the year uh part of it is i i think the pendulum will uh, switch back and uh with us at rockers university and at home for the rest of the year from the men's side i think it's going to you know, go back. The results are going to continue to go our way. Um, and, uh, I, I, I just think that, you know, some bad breaks early on, um, players not playing together, not knowing each other. It's, it's a lot of new players this year. Um, it just worked against us. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's unfortunate, but I mean, it's glad to see there's so much optimism and like reasons to be excited coming back, you know, in the, the remainder of the season. Cause yeah, I mean, just just looking at your results and like you said, it's like I really think you got a team that could be contending for that top spot right there. Knock out that boogeyman Des Moines, my friend. Hey, I mean they're coming up soon enough, but we've got Etar this weekend um, at Rockhurst on Friday, the twenty third, and then the women have uh, uh, St. Louis Scott Gallagher, so back at Rockhurst on Saturday. Speaking about Des Moines, you 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 have Des Moines United FC. Um, Right after the Fourth of July, July fifth. Tell us why the the boogeyman will be gone on July fifth at Burke Field at seven p.m. <laughs> you know what? That's a that's a good shout out. Um, thank you, Armando. I appreciate you. That. Got it. You got it. But it, I mean, it's it's the day after America's birthday um, or Declaration of Independence. Hmm. Uh, it's about as American as apple pie there. Uh, Sunflower State, you know, 30, 34th state in the union. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think we're going to vanquish our, our boogeyman, you know, wake up, you know, monsters aren't real. They're very, there you go. They're, they're a very good team, but uh, <laughs> no, I, th- I think it's going to be a good game. I think we're going to finally get them back after three years of, of just frustration. Solid, solid. Sorry, I couldn't open notice. You had mentioned that uh, you're playing at Rockhurst now this year. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Back in uh, Midtown. So uh, a lot of us played at Rockhurst, and it, it's kind of interesting to be back there. It's a great facility for, for our men and women. We're excited. And it's close, you know, for a lot of people. 
Yeah, I think when I saw you guys play Tulsa last year, you were playing at Blue Valley North back then, correct? Blue Valley High School, yeah. Oh, it's Blue Valley, uh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, it was really hot. <laughs> it was. <It's> kinda, <laughs> uh, Rockers has a little bit more shade, and, you know, it's closer to downtown, which is a higher metropolitan rate, right? Absolutely. That's uh, that's super cool. Now I gotta ask, what kind of playing field is it at uh, Rockers? I think it was what it was uh, a synthetic turf over at Blue Valley, right? Yeah, the the synthetic carpet, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're we're playing on synthetic carpet again, dude. Uh, cool. It's hot, but I mean, you know, natural grass, which is beautiful and gorgeous, and it just gives you something. Ah, oh, wow, cool. I love. It. It's a real soccer game right there. Uh, it's expensive. Very, yeah. very expensive. Uh, yeah. true, true that. I mean, plus the synthetic stuff is just going to get you ready when you have to go play Portland in the U.S. Open Cup, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Dude, I'm, we, I mean, we can. I mean, Tulsa Athletic, who tied us last year and beat us on the return leg, they played Sporting Kansas City. Exactly. Oh, wow. So, Yeah, man. I, I fully believe you guys. Like Sunflower State FC to the moon, man. To the stars. Through difficulty. Absolutely, Sal. Um, as we as we kind of wrap it up, Sal, is there anything else that, that we missed that you want the audience to know about Sunflower State FC? Any maybe personal anecdotes from the from the team, or you know, any shout outs to particular players? Uh, no, my my heart and soul is in this team. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously, Caden, who's on trial, uh, Mackenzie Demarco, who has five goals so far this year, and WPSL coach Jose, nice. coach Nick. Um, you know, there's 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 a lot of players who are in from uh, out of town. Uh, Chiaki Ota out from Japan, who's playing at Mid America, but also staying the summer away from her family. Um, for the men, we've got a lot of talented players. Uh, uh, Colin Ennis, who is a Blue Valley kid. Um, Jack Souter from uh, Blue Valley North. There's just a lot of local kids who are you know talented kids that you know I think our our, our town should support. Well, hey, uh, speaking of support, how can our listeners support Sunflower State FC? Just tune in. Come out to games if you can. Uh, anything helps. Just likes on Facebook, likes on Twitter. Um, Facebook's uh, No one uses Facebook. Uh, Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I use Facebook. <laughs> I mean, you know, visit our team store. Uh, I, I don't know, just get the word out. Um, yeah. Come support. That, that's... Uh, all i can really think of i'm the marketing director i should say a lot more than that <laughs> no don't don't worry i i i uh i got you right now sunflower state fc is gonna play as we said um they're gonna have a match against atar on um in three days actually on on the 23rd at at burke field at 6 p.m and like sal said you can purchase tickets either online right there at sunflowerstatefc.com it also says there's a watch live option is that for is that free or people pay for that uh, 11 sports completely free uh you just have to download 11 sports uh it's part of the fifa plus program um excellent completely free great so you can do that as well and they also have a great merch page as well on their website um and then if we have any like high rollers you can also become a sponsor i see on uh on your uh website as well i mean you guys are doing a lot of great stuff with you know not only your teams but also youth soccer so i don't see why you know our our listeners wouldn't want to sponsor you guys so yeah anything about that just youth rise sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but youth rise uh, the jaguars there's uh, a lot of good 
they're really the people that everyone needs to check out. EutherizeKC.com, uh, started by Ann Hope Murphy. Uh, just given a lot of great opportunities, great coaching, um, great opportunities for kids in underserved areas in Kansas City, North Kansas City, that kind of area. Uh, and they're a good team. They are a great team. Um, just made it to the youth regionals. Um, oh, great. I don't know. It, it's it, We're very proud of them uh, at, at Sunflower State. Very proud of our, our, our youth rise, KC. But sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You guys can continue. I apologize. No, no. This is the purpose. The whole purpose is for you to, you know, do the shout out. So, yeah, no. And we're glad. You know, you're proud of your team. You're proud of your soccer, the things you've done for, you know, Kansas City and North Kansas City and Kansas City, Kansas. So, yeah. All right. So, Sal, a- anything else before we head out that you want us to know? No, it's just good to hang out with you guys again. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. yeah so for, uh, again, this this was uh, this was Sal Sesti from Sunflower State FC. Again, please check out their website sunflowerstatefc.com, where you can get their tickets or you can watch their match. You know, if you're out of state, and then please you know donate to them or you know buy some sweet sweet merch that they have as well. And stay tuned on what they have going on. Sal, we're gonna have to have you. You know, not every two years. We're gonna have to have you sooner than that next time. Um, so we will definitely be in touch. And uh, yeah, keep us posted on everything. And it was good to see. Yeah, man. No, it's uh, my pleasure, guys. My pleasure. It's it good to see you too. Excellent. All right, Reese. Anything that you you want to say before we head out? Nah, man. I'm just gonna say, uh, yeah. Echo Armando sentiment. Sesti, thanks for being on the show. I'm glad to hear the Sunflower State just just keeps growing and growing, man. It's I'm excited to see where you guys are gonna yeah. go, and it's it's great to see all this fantastic development, and I can't wait to see what this team's gonna look like in two, three, four, five years. Me neither. Me party party well all right so that was our episode uh with sal sesti from sunflower state fc uh stay tuned for some more content we got a lot of chief stuff going on we're waiting with the uh, the uh, clock is ticking for chris jones so hopefully we uh we we get a deal done soon so we can start figuring out what's going on with that team so stay tuned on all that content uh but for next time we'll see you next time go chiefs and sunflower state fc that one. <laughs> We'd like to thank you for joining us today on Fountain City Sports Media. This podcast is brought to you by listener support, so consider becoming a friend of the podcast. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash FCSM to gain access to premium content including outtakes, bonus episodes, and exclusive beer reviews. Check out our website at fountaincitysportsmedia.com for more info on the podcast, social media, and of course, the goings-on in the beer industry. Special thanks to bands Carswell and Hope and Like a Tiger for providing our intro and outro themes. And as always, I'm Reese, and alongside my good friend Armando, we thank you for tuning in to Fountain City Sports Media. Thank you.